Welcome to this episode of Through the Educational Looking Glass. I am one of your hosts, Courtney Edelman. And I'm your other host, Don Sturm. We're both in coaching roles in Morton Unit School District 709 in Central Illinois. Thanks for joining us as we try to gain clarity on the variety of topics concerning teachers today. Let's take a closer look at today's topic. Today's topic is looking at what we do well. Yeah, this is an interesting one. We were trying to decide for our first episode what to do. And and so to give a little context, um, not a lot of context. I have a problem with that sometimes. Um, we were doing a presentation. We actually already did that presentation. And we thought we wanted to get a sense of what teachers were going through in Morton 709. And so we went out and interviewed them. Yep. We wanted to get a snapshot of their reality and buildings throughout our district. And it was interesting. We asked three questions. I'm just going to talk about one today. And the most wait time that we experienced came when we posed the question to teachers, what have you done really well this year? Yeah. And I don't, we hadn't really thought about, I, I'm glad we did it in the order we did because that was the first question. I think it would have been different had we done it maybe at the end or if we would have asked them ahead of time. And that's the other thing we should mention. We didn't give them the questions. It was just on the spot. And of the roughly 15 uh, interviews we did, two answered very quickly. The other 13, it was a varying range of times. And we both stepped away from that because we would kind of jot down notes at the end. And it was like, why are people having such a hard time with that? And, you know, some people really him hawed well. I, and, and we just found that interesting. So that's kind of the direction we're going to take is not only why is it so difficult for us to ask that or to answer that question, but how do we help ourselves answer that question? Yeah, right? I'm trying to dig into a bit of the importance of exactly. being able yes, to do that. Exactly, yes, the importance of that. And I think right off the bat, we want to separate what we're talking about from what has been the focus of a lot of teachers, I think, this year, um, reacting to this this culture or climate of toxic positivity. Yeah, if you're on, I'm on Twitter a lot, that you hear that term toxic positivity a lot. And so you found this, I think it was from Ed Week, that yeah. I, we just want to kind of read this quote um, for you. Yeah, because I think this does separate the two out, what we're asking you to think about today and what we're talking about, and then this idea of a positive climate that can actually be detrimental to people. Um, so Sharice Campbell writes, Quote, as an alternative to toxic positivity, we must eliminate the false dichotomy that we should always be positive or rest in a puddle of our gloom and doom. In contrast, we can be realistically optimistic. We can both acknowledge the trauma that everyone is going through and remain optimistic and grounded in our self-efficacy. And so that's really what we're talking about. How can we have a clear picture of what we're doing and you know remain grounded in our own self-efficacy? Yeah, and as we were putting this episode together, I started thinking about I'm attending um, IdeaCon um, next week, and I started thinking about this book that we're doing a book study on. It's called The Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker, I think is how you pronounce his last, last name. And I would highly recommend if you've not seen the TED Talk uh, that he does, It's he's funny. But this one quote stood out to me early on. It says, it turns out that our brains are literally hardwired to perform at their best, not when they are negative or even neutral, but when they're positive. And then it started me thinking that idea of, we really are living in a time where it's hard to be positive. I think we are so black and white about things to go back to that 
quote that you had, you know, the idea of this false dichotomy that you have to be one or the other, we're like losing the nuance of things. And so I think this um, provides, I think what we know is that studies are showing that you grow more by focusing on strengths rather than weaknesses. Yeah. And I think that's interesting when we think about having a growth mindset or we think about, you know, um, changing practice or, or improving ourselves, we're inclined to look at, well, what do I, what do I need to do differently? What's not working? But if we can uh, approach that from a strength-based position, um, it's actually going to offer more opportunities for growth. And why is, why do we do that? And I don't know that we have the answer, but like from your thought, like, why is it, um, we've talked about this idea of, is this a, is this just a human trait or is it something about um, teachers? Is it something about different professions? Like, why do we focus so much on the negative and have a hard time uncovering the positives? I, I don't know. And I think part of it might stem back to that either or mentality. And we want to get to a yes and mentality. You know, yes, there are problems. Yeah. And here's something that's positive in the midst of that. Or, and here's my strength that I can kind of lean into to overcome that. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if it's that teachers uh, particularly meet feedback when it comes from a constructive, crit hopefully constructive, but a critic critical kind of point of view, you know, in, in an evaluate evaluation process or, um, I don't, teaching can be an isolating profession, I think. Well, and, and, and yeah, two things stood out. One is that idea of the students can be pretty tough critics. And so does that like very seldom did I have a kid during the class period go, Oh, Mr. Sturm, that was an awesome lesson. Now, maybe a couple years down the road or when they left and they came back and like, Oh, I really enjoyed your class, but they're a pretty tough critic. So maybe that's part of it. But then the other thing you mentioned is when I went out to the Apple campus, that whole and versus, but that is like Apple's culture. You do not, they will stop you if you say blah, 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 blah. But it's like, no, no, it's and, and I think that is a, it's a, mindset shift that yeah. we have to go through. Well, and I think, you know, this is something that in our positions, we haven't experienced on a daily basis, like teachers in the classroom right yep. now. But I think a lot of our positive reinforcement from students, it's, they're not going to say, wow, that was a great lesson. And I learned so much and thank you for everything you do. Um, but the facial expressions mm -hmm. that are going to reinforce that people are engaged and that you're on the right track or, you know, yeah, you've gotten them to think about something or understand something differently. That's something that has been absent for a lot of people right now. Yes. I, I mean, I pause there because it's just, it just seems to be, I don't know, a negative time. And so I guess what we're offering, well, I don't know. I would ask you, could you answer that question? What are your strengths? What are your, I'm sorry what's gone really well this year? Um, or what are you good at? I, it's funny because I think that I would rely on outside opinions. I was recently in a, in a group situation where I was, you know, they looked at a, a recording that I had done and we're, we're talking about feedback and reflection. And I got feedback from others that, Oh, that's a real strength of yours. Um, I don't know if I would have identified it as a strength of mine without that outside feedback. And I was thinking back to when I was in the classroom, I mean, day one of, um, any semester, I would start a what to do differently next year mm -hmm. document. And I looked back at some of those knowing that we were going to talk about this. And 
a lot of it, I think probably the changes that I was suggesting making come from things that had gone well, but it wasn't explicitly stated on there. So I I don't know if it's an underlying current of I've identified my strengths, but definitely not um, an explicit identification of my strengths. Well, that's interesting, that list. And I I knew that you kind of kept that because you when we taught American studies together, that was one thing that we would write down or you would typically jot it down. Let's try this next year or let's make sure we do this. And it's funny because a lot of those were like the positive things. Like sometimes we would say, oh, gosh we're never doing that again. But a lot of times it was, okay, that worked out really well with this class. Let's try that again. So I think just as a side note, that's a strategy that might, just that idea of writing it down. And I know there are people that keep the gratitude journals and uh, I know some people are reading Atomic Habits. And I think that's one of the things they talk about um, in there. Um, You know, it's funny because I don't think, I, I don't think that I would have just, I don't think it would have taken me a long time to say my strengths, and that sounds bad. I think I tend to ruminate on those things that didn't go well, but I think I know, like, I think I'm my strengths are in building relationships, and I think my strengths are in the job I'm in, troubleshooting and trying to figure out what's wrong and helping people. You know, I think those kind of things are strengths, but it is easy to, when we do a PD that maybe didn't go as well. I think I'm, I think we're both risk takers. Yeah. I think this podcast, I, you know, absolutely, it's very much, we're putting ourselves out there. I think that is something that is a positive, but it's easy to say, holy smokes, that didn't go well. Or we don't have as many listeners as we wanted to have. And it's really, you need to try to start shifting that to, okay, but what are, let's focus on, as we said, we grow more by focusing on strengths than weaknesses. I think we want to leave you with a couple of reflective questions, which were it's going to be our, our pattern here, um, because we really do want you to start thinking about um, how this topic applies to you personally. So if you have not been somebody that we interviewed, we'll leave you with the question that started this all, which is what have you done really well this year? And then if you like to be more specific, like if you like that specificity, that's a hard word to say, specificity, um, this question might be good for you. Uh, Think of three times that you've left the classroom really satisfied, proud, happy, et cetera, those positive kind of feelings. What do all of those have in common? And then what does this say about your strengths? One of our main goals of this podcast is to create meaningful connections. If you'd like to share your responses to the questions, we'd love to listen. This can be done through the Google form that we have linked through the public site on Anchor or through Anchor's voice response option. Additionally, consider sharing your thoughts with a colleague or an instructional coach to open up meaningful dialogue. We have enjoyed taking this journey with you through the educational looking glass. 